This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. What's up, guys? Welcome to the sesh. Today, I got Chris in the house. What up? Uh, Chris, I wanted to pick your brain, man, because for a while I've been I've been investing in I've been investing a lot into Bitcoin over mm-hmm. the past few years. But I, I came across your page and you were you were pushing Rolexes, dude. Yeah, man. Um, I w- like everybody else. I was an enthusiast for a long time. Like, man, I always wanted one, and I always thought like, but you know what, dude? They're so unattainable. You know, it's one of those things where like, ah, oh, dude, you see that dude's got a Rolex. Nah, his dad probably gave it to him or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's always been something that was super unattainable for me. And so I started researching. And we were talking a little bit earlier, and there's a whole spectrum of price points, man. I mean, you can get into a vintage Rolex, which is really my niche. I do Rolexes that are 1990s and older. So okay. so what's the difference? Like, So if I'm a first-time buyer of a mm-hmm. Rolex, like, kind of lead me into that. Like, how, how would I get into that? Because the same thing, again, like you said... It feels unattainable. My yeah. dad has one. Yeah. My dad's rich. I'm not yeah. rich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly, I was right? like, how how do I attain these things? Because I've seen them on people's arms. It was like, they Fuck. get them, dude. They get them. And you know what? Like, you have to be careful. There's a lot of real shitty fakes, dude. There are they're everywhere, and and you have to be really careful. So if you see something that's too good to be true, it red is. flag, red flag. It is. <laughs> if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck. Tell you what, though, an entry level men's Rolex can cost you around five thousand bucks. Okay. In retail, and that's you know the classic. 36 millimeter, which is my favorite, dude. Like, you know, the the classic, like, have you seen American Psycho? Yeah. Okay, that Rolex that he's wearing, uh-huh. pick you up one of those for around six grand. Huh, Boxes bad, and papers. Bad. 18 karat gold, two-tone. It's the classic date just, dude. Every, everybody that's into Rolexes should have one of those. Um, I have one in stainless that's got a, a white buckley dial. It's beautiful. It's from 1985. Um, I'm getting it overhauled and serviced right now. And, you know, a lot of guys, they're like, oh, well... I want the big boy, man. I want the 42 millimeter or whatever. I'm like, that's great, but you know, you're gonna pay 15 plus yeah. grand yeah. for it. You know what I mean? And and what's the difference? I mean, the materials, the amount of Just materials. More material. The, yeah, I mean, you're, these guys at Rolex, they use. The best of the best for everything. Yeah, you're showing me the box right now. Am I just the box alone? The fake the box, box alone. Man. Show, I mean, show, like, show everybody what we're so talking about. So this is this is an authentic box, and you can tell right away. I mean, look at the difference in color. This thing is, you know, it's a real dark kind of green. It's you know, this is a nice bright green. You can tell the grain is more um, detailed on the real box, and then when you open it up, I mean, you can just tell, dude. Look. So this is like a real ugly green. It looks like a wakate or something yeah. in there, man. You know what I mean? And this is a nice, creamy, you know, soft material. This watch right here, this is a uh, Rolex Skydweller, 18 karat gold and stainless steel. It, this is this is a monster watch. This is, uh, for a lot of people, this is the, the, the Holy Grail watch. Really? And, and, you know, every, every Rolex collector has their different grail, right? Yeah. Like, for me, it's this, bro. This is a solid gold, 18 karat. Rolex date, day date. Okay, so it means it has the day and the date. Um, it's got a factory diamond bezel, and Rolex only uses the best diamonds in the world, the best gold in the world. These aren't mine. <laughs> you, you partied with these us. These are not mine. <laughs> yeah. I got these from a guy that's pretty much been mentoring me for about eight years on these things from when I bought my first wallet, my first Rolex. And my first Rolex was like eight, like $2,500. Yeah. And, and it was a stainless basic you know watch he hooked me up he, he put in a, a diamond dial for me had no additional charge so i was rolling in you know really nice watch for a few years and then gradually just kind of nice. kind of progressed but yeah so. so so what's the price difference between that one you have in the box there and then the one you have on your arm these are in the 20s dude 20s yeah. yeah so this is a white gold um if you can if you're lucky you get one around 19 20 g's and how, uh, how, 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 like, do those come around often? Because I've heard that the market is kind of, uh, it, it's hard, dude. I mean, so let's say after we're done here, I'm, we're going to go down to Deutsch and Deutsch, right? And we're yeah. going to pick out a watch because you want to watch. Yeah. Deutsch and Deutsch is going to sit here. They're going to pull out all their watches. And I say, well, this one. And then they're going to give you all the, they're going to sell you on a watch. And you're going to yeah. want the watch. So I'll take it, wrap it up. Here's my card, $15,000 or whatever. And they're going to be like, wait a second. You got to put 30% down, and then we'll call you when the watch comes in. Wait, you can't 
Take it nah, man. right then and there. None of the watches that they have at Deutsche & Deutsche or any uh, authorized dealer are you going to be able to take right then and there. Why? Because that's the way Rolex has done it. That's wow. the way they've controlled the market, and that's the way they've kept the prices up. Interesting. It's crazy, dude. It's like Lamborghini. Okay? Uh, when you go to Lamborghini, they're not going to sell you a brand new Lamborghini unless you've already had one or two. Damn. It's a... It's a um, it's like a closed market there, man. You have to be Absolutely. in it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and people do it, dude. Like, I know. There's guys that'll go down to Deutsche and Deutsche. That's why they stay in business. Yeah. Okay? And they'll put the 30% down, and they're going to wait 18 months. And Jeez. they're going to get the call. And then there's a chance that when you walk in the door, they're like, hey, Mr. You know, Morales, I have your watch. But sabes que? There's been an increase in the materials, and the price went up by 10%. Wow. So instead of you owing us 12 grand, you owe us 13.5. Huh. And if you don't pay it, you lose your 30%. Wow. And that's it. Huh. Interesting. So it really does, you know, and we were talking about it yesterday when I go pick up these, you know, guys will just do it, you know, and you don't have to, right? You don't have to. That doesn't mean that you've got to go, you know, scrounging around on Facebook marketplace either yeah. to find a deal. That, that's from, always, I've always had a, not a problem with it. Cause I love selling online, mm-hmm, man. It's too. just those high ticket mm-hmm. items. They're like a little iffy, like, fuck, dude, I'm going to yeah, spend like, 10 grand exactly, on something. Exactly. Like, and how do I know it's real? Like I, I posted a video the other day, the other day of, of me paying some dude in the Lowe's parking lot. Yeah. And it was <laughs> sketchy, bro. Like it was sketchy. People were looking at us like, what the fuck is, that's where I got this box, this fake yeah. box. But, you know, behind the scenes, that guy had already come into the shop before. You know, we already we knew the watches were legit and, and everything. And I had offered him money. And he's, no, 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 no. Thank you very much. But no. And then he called back, you know, a couple hours later. And he says, yeah, you know what? You know, let's make the deal. I had to go to Lowe's to pick up something. Yeah. <laughs> said, Meet me there. Meet me at Lowe's, man. Bring the watches. And he did, man. And, and so um, that was a beautiful, dude. So it was this, this Omega, which is the Speedmaster. Nice watch. But it was also a vintage 1965 Rolex Oyster Date. Damn. 34 millimeter, uh, two-tone, uh, so it means it's gold and stainless. Beautiful watch, dude, and it starts right up. You know, all these watches, none of them have batteries. You got to wind them, mm-hmm. and then you got to keep them on your wrist so they keep going. Mm-hmm. Starts right up. It's beautiful. It has that that patina of a 50-year-old watch. Damn. You know, you know, um, what does something like that cost? I I sold it for 3500 bucks. Wow. Fully polished up and cleaned and everything. Um, we took the band off because the band was stretched. These, these watches, after years and years of use, because they're they're old, dude. Like you know, yeah, they get vintage, old. They man, get vintage. Man. They still run as good as they did the first day. And you can service them, dude. You take wow. it into a, to like where I get all my watch services. I'm, all my watches serviced. They'll open them up, clean them. If there's a gear in there that needs to be fixed, they order a gear from Rolex, put it in. So I mean, those watches they'll run forever wow. if you keep them serviced. And this was no exception, man. Now that vintage 1965, 3,500 bucks, great. You get a 1965 something else, mm-hmm. like a Submariner or something, something, or like a Daytona, dude. You're talking six figures, dude. Oh shit! You're talking. I've seen watches like an original uh, Rolex Daytona. I mean, a couple hundred thousand bucks. Damn. Yeah, man. And and you know these collectors, they don't want a, a perfect watch. They like them with the patina. And, and some of these patinas, they're so unique that it makes the watch itself unique. Wow. It skyrockets up the price. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting, man. It, it really is, man. It's, a, it's an interesting concept because like uh, th- these watches can just be traded for money and, and at that's any exactly right. point. I think that's and the coolest anywhere. thing in the world. Yeah, it's crazy, man. So ca- kind of touch on that because I feel like that's, that's a buying point for anybody who has it's what like, got me cash into the sitting business. around. Yeah, it's what got me into the business. And as you know, I've been doing, I do a lot of shit. I do a lot of shit, yeah. dude. I, I mean, at some point or another, I probably moved y'all's furniture or <laughs> take out your trash or cooked at a party that you had or something. I've done a lot of things. This was something that I, I fell into after I was in the construction business and everything. And, and you know, I, I wanted to invest in something else, but something cool. Yeah. You know, something that there was, I was always going to get a return whether I broke even or not. And with Rolexes, it holds its, it holds its value, dude. I mean, if, I, if you buy them at a certain price point, which is wholesale, which is where I buy them. You know, I find them. I have to, I have to scrounge the streets and find these things. Yeah. And so I buy them in wholesale. If I buy, if I buy a watch for $5,000, I bought it because I know I can probably get 6000 Gotcha. Okay. And at the very, very worst case scenario, I'll get my 5000 back. Right. You know what I mean? So you're not losing. I'm not losing. Yeah. I did lose on the first few. Yeah. yeah. I lost a it's couple. It's part of the game. Yeah, isn't it? I lost a couple <laughs> Gs on the first few, man. Uh, I had a beautiful watch kind of like this. 
and it was a diamond dial. It was 2010. I wore it for a while and, uh, I couldn't sell it, man. I couldn't sell it. Um, I didn't have the connections that I have now though, because it was my, it was my, literally my first flip and I paid 8,000 bucks for it. And I think I sold it for like 7,800. So I didn't lose a lot, but I mean, that hurts, bro. I mean, and when you're talking about spending seven grand to make a grand that, you know, people think I'm flipping watches, man, you're probably making jingles. If I'm flipping 10 or 20 a month, right. you know, yeah, yeah it I'll becomes make, volume at that It becomes point. volume, but you have to spend seven to make one, or you have to spend five to make nine or, or whatever the, you know, whatever your margin is and different watches have different margins. Yeah. So when, when you're uh, looking for specific watches, like, like what is the ideal watch for, I guess there, there's certain different buyers, right? Yeah. Everybody. So like, what was like the main buyer right now? 10,000 and under. Okay. 10,000 and under. Because for $10,000, you can get a beautiful Rolex, dude. You can get a sport watch, like a Submariner or a GMT. Um, varying, varying years, right? You know, like yesterday when I was picking up these watches, I go to, the, I go to my buddy's shop a lot just to, just to learn to soak up all the knowledge because they have a wealth of it. It's a local family from here. They've been helping for a long time. A guy came in. He had a beautiful two-tone blue Submariner. You know what I'm talking about? It's, the, it's, it's called the, the, the not the Batman one. Right? No, the Batman, the Batman is, a GMT. is a GMT. It's about the same size, más o menos, but it's 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 one of the most common Rolexes. It's got a blue face with gold. Okay, you know, yeah, yeah, I do. Gold know what you're two-tone. About, Look yeah. up a bluesy, and that's what it is. This one was from 1991. Huh. Okay, the guy came in. Pat offered him, you know, 1,600 bucks. Now the guy took it, right? It's from 1991. It wasn't a full gold through buckle, but it was beautiful and in really good condition. And Pat's going to turn around and sell that watch for 7,500 bucks. Wow. Okay. So it's not a huge markup. Yeah. But, you know, again, if you have a few of them that you're moving every week, yeah. you know, it's a, good, it's a good way to earn some money. But I'll tell you what, that same watch to somebody that doesn't know, you compare that to a 2019, 2022, 2023 or whatever, it's going to look the same, but they're not the same, dude. Hmm. The newer watch has more gold, you know, it's beefier, it's heavier, you know, um, you can really tell when you're holding them, the, the difference in the two watches Yeah. and a 2023, 17,000 bucks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So a lot, almost double. Damn. Right. And you know, to, to the untrained eye, it's the same watch Yeah. and it's a Rolex and it's beautiful and it runs, you know what I mean? And it's got the same prestige. So. Basically, just depends on your budget. What so you when, when somebody's looking at a watch for the first time, like what should they be looking at? If you're going to buy from somebody that's not, if you're just going to buy from some guy, mm-hmm. call me, please. <laughs> <laughs> and at least take me with you. But wait. Wait is a big deal. If you get a watch that costs you $5,000 and it feels like, like a Casio or something, no, no smoke, no, no shade. Casio is a great brand, but I'm saying they're different watches. So, you know, you get one, you know, that, that feels substantial. Right. And then, and then, you know, when you get it and it's like, Oh man, this is kind of light. That's a huge red flag hmm. immediately. Um, you know, you want to look for weight. It, it's, and also Google is your friend. Yeah. So you can pretty much take a picture, type in Rolex and, and find the watch and make sure that it all lines up, make sure that it all looks good. But, Please don't do it by yourself. Though. Yeah, don't, don't, don't be do an impulsive buyer. <laughs> no, and if you see something and it looks too good to be true, like we just said, it, yeah. it is, man. Because there's people out there that are that are ready to take your money. Yeah, and you you'll know? never see them again. And you'll never see them again, dude. And and they're gone. And and that's really the kind of service that I want to provide. Right. You know, call me. You know, I, I we can go down to the gold and silver shop right now. We'll crack open the back. You know, we'll see that everything's authentic. You'll see the movement. You know, everything. You know, is on the up and up. So yeah. then when you, when you have a watch dealer like that, mm-hmm. they wouldn't mind taking you to the actual place so you can open it up and no. look at it. So, so I'm fortunate enough to have a really good relationship with a couple of watch dealers here in town, Shannon Curry and Pat Curry, brothers. They have two yeah. separate shops on 10th Street. Um, and those guys have been really good to me for years. I've known, I've known them both for a long time. I've known Shannon longer, but, you know, they've been really good to me and they really, you know help me and, and help me learn and that have for the last eight years since I've been I've been going over there. But when I get a customer, for example, these watches, yeah. I said, hey dude, I'm interested in your watches. Meet me down at, you know, McGowan Gold and Silver next to Jack in the Box. Let's let's take them in there and I'll have Pat look at them, crack them open, make sure everything's legit. And you know, that's how I am sure yeah. <laughs> if I'm gonna be handing over a couple of racks in a yeah. Lowe's parking lot that 
that you know I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's always good to build those relationships, man. And, and in this business, man, relationships have been uh, instrumental. You can't get far without knowing the right people. Yeah, I, I can imagine because uh, you you are the face, so they know exactly who to blame if, oh, you, if they get a fake. Yeah, dude. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you don't want that. Yeah, <laughs> you don't yeah. want that shade. And then you know, so let's say Josh wants a watch. Josh calls Chris, say, hey, man, I'm looking for a Rolex GMT. I want a Batman. Okay. So I'll take a deposit, you know, 10%. A Batman is like $13,000, $14,000. So I'll take, you know, $1,400, and I'll front the rest. And I'll find you a Batman, and I'll get the Batman. We'll go down to one of the two shops, verify it, make sure everything's cool, everything looks beautiful, you're happy. You give me the rest, I give you your watch, and that's it. Wow, that's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. And if you get a new, if you get one that's new enough, it still has full warranty. So you're good. You have a warranty card. Now, vintage watches, I warranty them for three months. It's a car, it's just like buying an old car, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Old car's gonna need service every every year, every, you know what I'm saying? It's it's the same thing. Um, so a vintage watch, you know, you'll get it, we'll do the same thing. I'll get it, bring it in, we'll meet up one of the shops, crack it open, everything's copacetic. There's your watch. Wow. That that and that's that's it, man. That's that's this, this is the most interesting thing because like it's it's a watch. I think it's it's the coolest thing. You're holding cash in your arm that can be traded at any yeah. Time. So the same amount. There's guys that'll travel, and I don't know if this is true. I watch a lot of uh, videos from these dudes up in New York, <laughs> and there's there's I won't travel with cash. I'll take uh, six or seven of my watches, and that's good as cash anywhere in the world. Yeah. And think about it. <laughs> I yeah. mean, a debit card. What happens to your debit card? You lose your debit card in France or wherever these yeah, guys are going. You're screwed, <laughs> dude. But you know, you know where to go. And these guys are all you know, super rich guys or whatever. But I mean, it's as good as cash, man. Yeah, yeah. Now that that's one of the most fascinating things to me, dude. Because I like, like I was said, I was I'm investing in Bitcoin, but mm -hmm. it's so highly volatile. It's like shit, man. Well, I'm gonna tell you something about Bitcoin. In, in in these circles, these guys accept Bitcoin. But they accept Bitcoin at a 2.6% uh, upcharge. Wow, yeah. I don't know why, um, but that kind of tells you a little bit about, about Bitcoin. And, yeah, yeah, and for They're still sure. taking it in trade, but uh, here, I have a horn out there. Over the yeah. Time, One of the interesting things is I went this morning to HEB to go get some coffee, uh, and they have the Bitcoin, the coin, the coin star. Mm -hmm. You can buy crypto now. Really? And I, I was like, because I follow Bitcoin every single day. So it's at 3,700 right now, 37,000 mm -hmm. right now. And uh, I was looking at how can I buy it there. I mean, it's, uh, it's premium at $41,000. So it's, it's overpriced on there. But you can buy it right then and there and direct it. I never understood the ATMs with the, with the Bitcoin. I don't know either. I don't know. How, and how do you pay for Bitcoin? I mean, is it like an app or something? Well, this is the crazy part. So you can, you can buy it on, on Cash App yeah. and then transfer it to your wallet. See, this is, this oh. is the on, on and off ramp. So you buy it on, on Cash App. You buy your Bitcoin. There's a fee. Of yeah, course. of course. But you, you, I'd rather pay that fee to facilitate the wholesale, mm -hmm. and then you can drag it into your on on your your cold storage yeah. wallet. But uh, the same thing with Coinstars, you can directly put it onto your onto your digital wallet instead of That's just having it something. So it's it's a way to buy Bitcoin directly from the main source at H-E-B. Yeah, at H-E-B. It's crazy. <laughs> and, and you say Coinstar, dude. I remember taking bags of change to Coinstar and go buy some fajitas, bro. You know what you I mean? You can like, trade that in for, for Bitcoin now, <laughs> yeah, man. Bitcoin. <laughs> and cash is, cash is, who's got cash anymore? Yeah, man, it's crazy. I don't carry cash. Yeah, you know it, I mean? it, it's it's funny because I was listening to to some wealth podcast the other day and some young kid, man, yeah. his name's Lucas and... Uh, He's he's not he's not emotional about buying cryptocurrencies mm -hmm. and he made a fuckload of money, man. So I was I was listening to him because I'm a Bitcoin maximalist. I want to hold on to it forever. But I heard this guy, and this guy is buying it, and then when it goes up, he just fucking sells it, yeah. and then he keeps half of it and he keeps investing it. But he's holding on to liquid cash to be able to invest into other things, it's just to to I guess. To increase his his wealth over time, you're not so, putting all your eggs into one basket. Now, yeah, and and for me, yeah. it was like I just want Bitcoin. I just want Bitcoin. But listening to him is like it makes sense to invest in other things. Diversify, that are cash equivalent. Yeah, diversify, man. I mean, I'm in. So okay, <laughs> I've sold everything. Well, I don't know how how detailed we can get in the podcast. <laughs> we can get as detailed as you want. Brother, I've sold anything from Adderall to I mean everything, bro. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> in my younger years, so like. 
I come also from a family of entrepreneurs, man. And and that and on that side of the family, everybody was like, listen, don't just do one thing, man. You gotta you gotta keep it going. You gotta keep the hustle going. Yeah. My other side of the family, everybody went to college and had a career, and they're like, hey, listen, man, you gotta find one thing you're good at and just do that. Yeah. So I had these conflicting, you know, sides, and I just I can't do one thing. I can't because I, I'm a real estate agent. Okay. I'm a I'm in construction. I have a, a home renovation, home improvement company. Um, I do the watches, yeah. right? Um, my family, we have a business at the, at the hospital where we do medical records release for DHR and a bunch of affiliated doctors. So we've all, so we've created this thing where, okay, we're slow over here. So we really need to, you know, concentrate and try to bring in some money from this one yeah. or from this one or from this one. So we've always got something happening and it, it seems hard. But that's just the entrepreneurial spirit that we grew up with. Yeah. You know, on, on, it's on my mom's side of the family, you know, my grandfather did the same thing. Insurance, construction, they had a restaurant. My grandmother had a clothing store, an art gallery, all these things. And they, they live well. Yeah. You know what I mean? I and, feel like, like you almost have to do that nowadays yeah. just to survive. Like yeah. the, the cost of the, the, the inflation of the dollar, like the, the devaluation of the dollar is just going down. I was looking at a statistic the other day. It's, it's probably gone down about 50% since to 2000. It's crazy. It's insane. A pickup truck cost a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred grand for a fucking F one fifty dude. Yeah. With leather seats. Okay. <laughs> dude, it's crazy. It's man. insane to me. And, 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 you know, people, People are still buying them. Dude. Yeah, that just shows you that people will spend money oh, on anything shit they don't need, dude. Yeah, you know, crazy. and that's cool. I mean, we all. I mean, dude, I have. A, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking shit. We got Rolexes and stuff. But, but when I was talking to my wife about actually doing this for a trade, I was like, look, it's different than if we spend five grand on a Hawaiian vacation, dude, or right. ten, or whatever it's going to be. That's going to be great. It's going to be a great memory. But what if I take that five grand? buy a watch or two and then get back seven. Yeah. You know, and what if I do that a few times, you know, we can't trade in that, that Hawaiian vacation for cash. Right. You know what I mean? So let's, let's start churning, man. Let's build up some, let's build up a nest egg and then we'll do the Hawaiian. Our kids are still young. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Then we'll go to Hawaii. Then we'll go and do all the things that we wanted to do. But you know, I, I don't listen to a whole lot of Dave Ramsey because I think his stuff is antiquated. But one thing that stuck with me is you live like no one else now. So you can live like no one else yeah, later future, yeah. and something like that. Um, and so that's what I've been kind of holding on to, man. Just kind of, let's keep this going. Let's build a nice foundation. And then when we're older, yeah. the kids are older and they can pitch in, we can all go on vacation. Or yeah, something. no, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a good, it's a good idea, man. Cause I feel like a lot of people won't, won't, for one, they won't save mm -hmm. and they'll just buy stuff that they don't yeah. need. And the second was if, with that savings, they're not doing anything with it. Mm -hmm. Just having them in it Vegas, just literally just sitting. So I, that really came to my mind. I was like, I have a certain amount of bills that I need to pay every mm -hmm. single month. And then anything after that, I'm just throwing it into mm -hmm. Bitcoin, dude. Like if it happens in the next five, 10 years, whatever, I'm fine because yeah. I don't really need that money to survive. But that's the way you can accelerate your yeah. wealth, man. So I'm just trying to get there as fast as possible because I'm fucking behind, bro. Dude, I, I, I didn't realize how broke I was until I went into business for myself. Yeah. Because I was relying on a thousand bucks or how much was I getting paid, dude? I made... I made $500 a week for like 13 years, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I thought, that's all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't really need much after that. And you start having kids. Mm -hmm. And then you want a house and you want a nicer car. And then your wife wants a nicer car. Oh, okay. And I didn't realize how fucking broke I was, dude. You know, 30 grand a year was not, not much, dude. Yeah. And when I started seeing how much other people were spending on their renovations and shit, you know, at their homes. I just yeah. finished a sixty-five thousand dollar bathroom. Bathroom. Crazy. And she's like, "All right." Yeah. And when can you come back to do this, this, and this, and this? And I'm thinking, "Whoa, dude." Yeah. I haven't seen sixty-five thousand dollars in cash in my life. Crazy. Dude. <laughs> Except because for there's, these watches. There's two different. There's two different things that people really don't know about, no, man. man. And I think that that's one of the things that I want to shed light on. Is like. I'm not saying anything's wrong with a nine to five because mm -hmm. I did that shit forever, Me man. Too, but I, I sat there. I worked at Dairy Queen for many mm -hmm. years until I was in my thirties. And I would look out the the window because I would work the window, and I was like, I've never had a a, a lunch break 
anywhere else besides here. The concept of a lunch break. Man. Yeah, dude. And I was like, that that would alone would be happy. Like, I'd mm -hmm. like to get out of here. But at some point, I was like, fuck, this is not going to work. Because no. I, I woke up one day in a brand new house, and my daughter wanted some food out of the fridge. And I have shit in there. Mm -hmm. I was like, I should not be dealing with this mm -hmm. in my 30s with my daughter mm -hmm. wanting some a snack. Mm -hmm. And I can't fucking afford it. Mm -hmm. So that's when the light bulb went off. I was like... This is not going to work. Yeah. Like, I have to figure this shit out. You had the house. But yeah. You got to fill the motherfucking house. Yeah. Now. That's yeah. a different story. It's scary, man. Yeah. Everybody wants a truck until they got to fill it up with diesel. Yeah. And, dude, uh, oh my God. It took me until I was like 35, bro. Yeah. You know, I tried dabbling. I mean, you know, I had big dog moving, and that was great, dude. That was really good. That was, that was a fun business. I learned a lot. Junk removal, too. I just wanted something more. And, and like I said, I worked for my family for, for all my life, dude. As soon as I graduated high school, the day I graduated, that Monday, I was at work. Yeah. And um, nine to five working for my mom. And still, you know, we still have the business today. You know, yeah. we stepped away. My sister runs it and we do what me and my mom do other things. But like I said, dude, I was broke, bro. And, and that mentality of you're selling your entire day to somebody else for X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. And that person is taking your entire day and profiting off of it. Yeah. Why don't you profit off of your day? Yeah. Dude. Somebody is. Somebody is. Mm -hmm. And they're making a lot more money than you are because there's 20 or 12 other of you that yeah. they're paying as well. Yeah. So be the person that writes the check, dude, not the one that cashes it yeah. in, in, that, in that sense. But, like, I'll give my beautiful wife, you know, she, she likes the 9 to 5 thing. Yeah. Some people, it's, it's for some people, yeah. man. Yeah. And, you know, she went to school. She got her degree. And, you know, she, she's working at STC. And, and that's, that's her deal. She likes that. That's the structure. And a lot of people do. Like my dad. My dad's a lawyer. And he liked that structure. My stepmom's a, uh, she was a principal for 20 years and that she likes that structure. My mom's side, I was get so bored, dude. He's sitting at the office. Everybody's out there working. I was like, what do I got to do next? You know, and I want to, you know, if I'm going to take my kids to South Padre Island next summer, you know, I got to make some extra cheese. Dude. Yeah, a lot more extra cheese now yes. because that shit's expensive at the oh, island, man. God, don't even start it. <laughs> it's crazy. Dude, you get a $100,000 condo 10 years ago. At the island is like 320 now <laughs> it's crazy, crazy to me yeah i think even like the cheap hotels they're probably like 600 dollars a fucking night fucking man crazy, it's, dude. it's insane dude. we got a place that we rent every year during the summer two months that costs us 2200 a month which is insane yeah and we split my mom you know and, she, and she'll get it for like the office so like we'll get we'll say hey you know you and your family have it for a week you and your family have it for a week and then we'll take the second month for ourselves and when I tell people how much it costs, you know, they get like, oh, shit. I'm like, why is that a lot? Is that, is that too much? They're like, fuck no. Yeah. We got the same thing for like 5700 bucks up the street. It's crazy, man. You know, and I'm like, dude, and you paid? Like, you paid that shit? <laughs> yeah. Ours is right on the beach, man. It's, but, you know, it's, it's who you know, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it really is who you know. And I feel like the relationship part of any business is the most important because you become the face, mm -hmm. man. And you have to be able to, to show yourself in the best possible way all the time. Yeah, I don't dude. think people really understand how hard entrepreneurship really no, is, man. And you're selling yourself, you're branding yourself. Like people are gonna buy your service, but they're gonna buy it because you sold it to them. Yeah. And then you have to deliver. Exactly. Over and, and over and over and over. And over and if you fuck up, you gotta come back and fix it with yeah. your tail between your legs and your hat in your hand. And you yeah. can't be like, Well, it wasn't like this when we left. Yeah. What did you No, dude? You know, if something is obviously this your fault. If yeah. it was our fault in construction, like if we messed up on the paint or whatever, we're gonna come back and we're gonna fix it. That's how you maintain the relationship. Yeah. But if you're just like one of those people and whatever business you're in, whether it's watches, I sell you a watch and the thing stops ticking. Ah, well, fuck it. Hey, bro. That's what yeah. happens. It was used. Yeah. You know, take it to a dealer. Hey, don't work like this. Somebody work. wants somebody <laughs> to blame. Yes. I mean, it might work up on the East Coast, man, like, you know, where they're a little bit different. But down here in Texas, man, people expect you to keep your word. You yeah, know? yeah. I think with entrepreneurship, you still have to get up every single day, regardless of how you feel, getting punched in the face, mm -hmm. getting you're, you're like literally a fireman just mm -hmm. turning on fires all mm -hmm. day, every single day. And I don't think people really understand. Like if, if you're married, I get this a lot. Like uh, you're working on a Sunday. I was like, yes, yeah, I work have to, day, bro. You have to do every day. The, the, the cool thing about entrepreneurship is it gives you a competitive edge mm -hmm. against everybody else mm -hmm. because you do, you don't have to stop. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Everyone's out watching the game. I'm like, cool. Yeah. I'm here, dude. I'm looking for watches. I'm looking, I'm posting on contractor pages. I'm doing this. I'm learning. Yeah. I tell you that it has creep crept into like my, my, my personal life or at home. My wife's like still, 
I'm like, I, I'm just, I, I, and then I had to put the phone down and it's like, this is my office, dude. Yeah. This is my lifeline. So isn't, isn't that the greatest thing in the world though? Yeah. You can, you can put it in carry my pocket. your fucking office yeah. with you 24 yeah. seven. We went to Fredericksburg for uh, Thanksgiving. It's fucking beautiful. God, I can't wait to go back, but we can yeah. because all my shit's right here. Yeah. Okay. And because, you know, I have George, my partner down here, manning the cruise, yeah. everything is good. Um, I don't know how people were in business before technology, dude. It fucking baffles me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> My grandfather owned a bus station downtown McAllen uh, years and years and years and years ago. Everything was fucking ledgers, bro. They would have stacks of ledgers. And he would go on deposit, stacks of cash, and have to put all of that shit into a ledger. Whew. I can't even run QuickBooks. <laughs> Can you imagine having to write that shit down with a pencil and a paper box? Yeah. Dude, the advancements of AI, now that you talk about that, like QuickBooks and all that stuff, um, it was crazy, man, because the other day, I, I don't know how to do like Excel and any of that yeah. shit, dude. And I had a bunch of friends that went to college. They know exactly how to run all that stuff, the, all the equations and stuff. And I jumped into Google the other day, Google Forms, and now Google has their AI. Oh, no, really? And you can just tell it what you want it to put into the graphs and all that stuff, and it does it for you, dude. That's like crazy. The advancements of AI right now, like for ChatGPT, mm -hmm. I use ChatGPT every single day until it logs me off. So right now, you can't even get a, an advanced, you can't even get the premium subscription in ChatGPT because they're not allowing anybody to have it oh, yet. Shit. But I've had it for since January, uh, the beginning of the year. And I've used it every single day until it tells me that you've used uh, whatever the credits like your are. Quota is, yeah, your yeah. quota for that day. You can use it in two hours. That's crazy. It's insane, dude. But because they know thing. what they've got, dude. Yeah, and they know what's yeah. changing everything. That people are gonna start using it. But I mean, where does it? Where does that end? Yeah, who knows, man? Dude, I listen to Joe Rogan a lot, <laughs> and that's a big topic of conversation. Like, where is this going? Yeah. You know, and is this going to be good or bad? Yeah, who knows, man. At this point, I feel like the the people that know how to use the AI are the ones that are going to be taking the jobs. Like, mm -hmm. for example, um, there's GPTs within ChatGPT. You can create GPTs, which are specific industry GPTs. So, for example, if I were to download all of your knowledge over mm -hmm. the Rolexes and all the stuff that you've had over the past few years that mm -hmm. you've been in this, I download it into ChatGPT, a GPT named Rolex uh, King or whatever. Sure. Now it can give me all the precise information about every single Rolex that has ever existed. That's crazy, dude. Specific to the industry. Yeah. Like, I've been creating these for, for multiple industries just to test them out to see how they work. Mm. But they work flawlessly, dude. It's, it's insane, man. Yeah, it's scary. It's scary. It scares the shit out of me. It's scary, dude, but it's, it's a competitive advantage, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Because nobody's using it. Uh -uh. And I don't know why. Uh, I don't know if you caught on. on uh, do you listen to, to Joe Rogan at all? I, I was listening to him at some point for yeah. a long time, but mm. I, I started seeing other podcasts. Yeah, there's other podcasts, and, and it's good. It's entertaining. But Elon Musk was on the other day. Just the shit that he was talking about yeah. was just like, what the fuck? They're and then with what? Neuralink coming Neuralink? in? Neuralink? <laughs> I'm like, what? So there's going to be cyborgs, yeah. like, pretty soon. Like, Will Smith and I am Ledger yeah. in, that, in that that robot movie. That's that's a reality, and they, he said it's going to be happening within the next like ten years. I'm sure, man. They, they I think in China they already have sex bots that are AI, dude. Holy like shit. imagine having a woman that never talks back, <laughs> never does anything. Just is that your beck and call, dude? Like, do you think there's that no fun in any that? Any man? <laughs> no funny. No, I, I feel like I, I think that would be attractive to a lot of people, man. Like, yeah. Like, why would you want to deal with? Even if it's a man, AI bot, like, yeah. like you take out the the part of the relationship that is, is That's the head crazy. buddy and stuff like that. It's just a crazy thing. I feel like you don't have to worry about breeding, yeah. overpopulation, overpopulation, none of that shit. STDs, yeah. Unless they're gonna like AI is gonna create this weird STD for their for their <laughs> for their sub. No shit. Like, we fucked you now. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it's it a reminds me thing, uh, man. of uh, that show on HBO, Real Sex, man, and I had that one with the the sex dolls, mm -hmm. and I remember thinking, but this was I don't know how many years ago. I probably shouldn't have been watching it at that age. <laughs> but I thought, wow, that's cool, but also kind of creepy because the doll just doesn't move; it just sits there like this, like with like, this fucked up look on its face. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I guess the AI one's going to be a lot more interaction, yeah. right? Yeah, dude, it, it's weird, man. I feel like like a lot of the movies that come out like are forecasting the the future. They have. It's it's a weird world that we live in, man. I don't think it's the first time that, that, that the world has been like this either. So uh, what what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think that the just by just by the shit that I've been watching and listening to, I'm not a scholar. Let's bro. jump I'm, into some I'm, conspiracy theories. I'm, in I'm menso, bro. Like, <laughs> but. I think the Earth is a lot older than, than what they think. I think that civilizations have been there a lot longer than what we think. Um, I think that we haven't even scratched the surface, literally. Literally. Have you heard anything about Antarctica where, where all that shit is like you cannot reach? But I've heard like celebrities and, and famous people and they'll presidents, go, they'll go. And like the like other side of the wall? The other side of the wall. I've heard. And it's like flat earth theory. Yeah. Like, they, no, well, you get there and they just tell you to turn around. I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've seen the pictures and everything and where like they do renderings of what it could look like. I don't know, dude. dude it's crazy, man. Because the fucking internet, dude, like who knows what to believe? Well, and I'm telling you, I don't think that this is the first time that civilization has been this way on earth i think that there have been more civilizations than we know about yeah like if we build a building today like this building if we let it go it'll be gone in 100 years yeah okay it'll be overtaken by the earth and you know it'll be you won't be able to ever find it again right but you know they live, leave behind pyramids and things like that and you know those things lasted um i think that it's totally possible that there was civilizations that built shit just like this yeah. and that it got swallowed up a couple few hundred thousand years ago or whatever it was and um, I think it's totally possible to, to yeah. go down that wormhole. I, 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 I think so, too, man, because I feel like sometimes like I heard one theory about the, the world changing the axis where mm-hmm. everything turns over and then everything freezes. So just imagine everything froze here. Mm-hmm. The earth turns over. And now that new civilization is yeah, starting. The survivors are starting again. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking nuts. I mean, get all crazy about it. But um, oh, shit, there was a point that I was going to make and it totally escaped me. But um, yeah, I, you know. And I also think that aliens are like rich people from other planets that are coming to look at us. <laughs> They're just like, oh, man, they're still all fucked up down there. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like a safari or something. Yeah, for... the UFOs and all that stuff. I feel like that's just billionaires with their big ass toys. Exactly. I mean, what else could it be? Yeah. What else could it be? I mean, I was... they're obviously there. Yeah. I always tell my, my business partner, Rob, is like, dude, those are rich people, like fucking billionaires that are just up there laughing at us mm-hmm. because we haven't figured out their shit. He's yeah. like, nah, I don't think so, man. I, like, I have been, I have talked about that at length with a couple of different people. And that sounds crazy, but dude, think about it. I yeah. mean, well, his thing is like he he says that the billionaires would want to be known, uh-huh. like Elon yeah. Musk. Because like yeah. I don't feel like everybody's like that. Like yeah. some people would just want to stay under the radar. No, 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 who knows, man? <laughs> but there's a couple of really compelling documentaries. One of them is on Netflix about this Brazilian crash. So apparently, Brazil is like a hotbed for huh. these crashes. And uh, they crashed in Brazil, and these cops went out and they found the being. Um, that was crouched up against the craft or whatever, and that it smelled like rotten meat and garlic Hmm. or something to that effect. They pick it up, put it in the back of the car and take it to the hospital. This is all documentary, dude. This is all people talking. And, but the guy that touched the alien got some sort of weird infection spread throughout his body. They couldn't figure out. And he died a few days later. And you know, then the U S showed up. CIA lands, and then they started the cover-up. And it's a whole... I mean, it's a really wow. interesting documentary if you can allow yourself to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's out there. <laughs> that shit's out there, but you you know. Yeah, no, I feel like if I was a billionaire, I would create some otherworldly shit that nobody would ever hear about, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't even want the government to know about it, because then they'd come and fucking come steal and fucking it and take, take it. it. It's like, yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, that, those are billionaires up there, shit, man. man. I bet you Elon Musk has his own little spaceship. I'm sure, dude. He's <laughs> living in a little tiny house. I don't, dude, I, he's out yeah, there in Boca one of his Chica. Houses. Yeah, man. Isn't that mind-blowing, dude? Like, it is, dude. SpaceX is right here in mm-hmm. our backyard. Yeah, you can see it. You can see it from your bar. You know, your yeah. favorite bar on the beat, on the uh, Bayside. Yeah. Uh, I've been out there on a boat once or twice uh, waiting for the launch. It never fucking happened. <laughs> so we went back in. But, um, you know, it's cool. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's really cool. And it's really bringing a lot of attention to our area. And, yeah. and, and I think that's great, man, because I think our area deserves it. Absolutely, you man. It, uh, well, let's talk about that. Let's jump in that to the, the real estate. Like, yeah. somebody was telling me the other day that about 30% of buyers that are coming into Real Grand Valley are from out of state. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Investors. You yeah. A lot of them. So, so talk about that. A lot of so fourplexes has been a thing. It was like a, fe- like a trend, a fad from, like, you know, 
I guess starting when I started about 2020, 2021, everybody wanted fourplexes. And, you know, I work for uh, Remax Property Group here in, in, in Edinburgh. And our team lead, Maida, she's big into commercial. She's a big commercial agent. And so she was a fourplexes, 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 fourplexes. And most of them were people from out of town, dude. You know, uh, Houston, San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, whatever it was. And then you get your people from California that have moved into Texas and are kind of pushing a lot of people this way. Um, you know, in Austin, San Antonio, my, my sister and my brother-in-law have a beautiful house in Terrell Hills in San Antonio. Beautiful area. Really nice. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones has a house in there. He bought it for, I don't know, $300,000. It's worth like six fifty now. Shit. Yeah, in a couple of years. And he says, dude, everybody around is tech. And they're driving up the prices. Now, this was a, a year ago. Things have slowed down now. Interest rates are back up. Yeah. You still have a lot of cash buyers investing that are riding that, you know, that wave of nobody's buying anything so we can start scooping up stuff cheap. And they're right, dude. They're yeah. right. So they're scooping up stuff. Yeah, dude. Cash buyers, investors right now are, are scooping up stuff left and right. Um, people are investing. We have another client that's building several beautiful you know, several hundred thousand dollar condos at the island. You know, there's developments that are going up right by Ware Road. Yeah. Dude, it's like a yeah, I saw that. huge development. The developers aren't scared. They see what's going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The interest rates are high right now. But dude, next year when they dip to even six to five percent, people are gonna be like, all right, time, it's to, time to rock and roll. Wow. Let's sell that house. Let's get something, you know, bigger. And then when the interest rates dip a little bit further, you can refinance. I know a guy that refinanced his house like four times oh, during shit. the during COVID. He had originally financed it like a five or six percent. Then the then they, they lowered. Boom, refinanced. They lowered again. Boom, refinanced. Hmm. Locked in at like one point nine percent or something. Damn. Crazy. Wow. And it's like a half a million dollar house. Huh. So um, you know, when those interest rates start dipping, people are gonna start selling and buying again. But the caveat is prices are gonna go back up. Supply and demand. Yeah. As soon as people are starting to sell and buy, and multiple offers are on the table, like, oh, well, this guy offered me 240. Well, I got an offer on the table for 256. Okay, well, here's 260. Another one comes in for 270. So they're driving up wow. all those values. Huh. So while the interest rates are going down, you're still going to be paying more for the house. Right. It's what people don't understand. Like right now, you can still get a good deal at a higher interest rate. Fine. But you're going to be paying $195,000 at a 7% rather than paying 250 at 5 so what, what, is, what is the best option to do? Is buy, buy, a, and they buy a fucking house, man. Yeah. Buy a fucking house, dude. If you want to buy a house and you're waiting for a crash, that's not going to happen. If you're waiting for the interest rates to go back down to 1% or 2%, that's not going to happen unless we all get sick again and the, the economy needs to be stimulated or whatever the fuck the yeah. reason was. It's not going to happen. Dude. Buy the house now. And if, it, if, intre if interest rates dip, you refinance it. And then you get a lower interest rate, you get a lower payment. And you get, honestly, man, one or two percent, it's several hundred dollars yeah. in your payment. So if you want to buy a house, the house is there. You can afford to buy it, but you're like, oh, I don't want to wait for the interest rates to go down. You're going to miss out. Yeah. How is not going to be there? You're, you're trying to time the market. Yeah. And you cannot, dude. You have to deal with the market as it comes at you, man. And then you have to keep dealing with it as it changes. Yeah. It's not a thing like, like, like our parents. Well, I got locked into my house in 1987. You know, I, the interest rates back in the 90s, ask your parents, when they bought a house, my mom bought a house in 1995, and I think her interest rate, rate was like 12%. Shit. And that was fucking normal. Yeah. Normal. And, you know, as time went on, she was able to refinance it, and the payment went down a shitload. Yeah. You know, well, that's, so. that just goes to show you the devaluation of the dollar, man. It's Absolutely. Just, it's insane, man. And I just keep seeing it like next year is election year, and they're going to start giving out money again. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're, they're going to start stimulate to the economy. stimulate that economy, <laughs> man. Start stimulating them voters. Yeah. But, dude, yeah, just ride the wave. Yeah. The rising tide lifts all boats, man. Yeah, so. it's, that's right. That's, that's something I hear often in, mm -hmm. the, in the investing industry. Um, I, that chat GPT uh, bot that I made, I made one for real estate. It's called the Real Estate Jefe. Uh, he was talking about uh, that, that the rental community here in mm -hmm. the Rio Grande Valley is massive. Absolutely. Can you kind of touch on it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the rentals, you'll never find out, you'll never run out of, of rental opportunity because people that can't afford to buy a house or they just simply don't want to buy a house, they're going to rent. People have a place that they have to have a place to live. Yeah. Okay. I have a, my aunt's cousin, my cousin's, my wife's aunt is moving from Boulder, Colorado to the Valley. Hmm. Retired military, retired teacher. They don't want a house, dude. She's like, we just sold our house up here. I want to sit on all that money and I want to pay rent. And have somebody cut my yard, 
pay my utilities. Not I don't deal want to worry about shit. shit. Yeah. There you go. Oh. There's plenty of those, man. Yeah. Plenty of those. So when, when we're talking, let's, let's talk about the, uh, I guess, the buyer personas of, mm-hmm. of certain people here in the Rio Grande Valley. So if somebody were to buy a house, uh, like a starter house, say mm-hmm. $200,000, mm-hmm. two hundred fifty. What are those people like? What, what are the, are they the teachers? Are they what are the, what are their income like? What what do they look like as, a, as far as Dude. a specific person? Or there's so the many. The crazy thing is, you say it's starter house two hundred to two fifty. That's crazy to me still because a starter house back in the day, dude. You to ask for 115 grand yeah. and make it badass, dude. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You know, and now you're right. A starter house is two hundred to two fifty, and it's everybody, dude. My house was two hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. I bought it in, at the peak. Of all this bullshit. Wow. And it was 200 grand remodeled. And I'm just an average guy. My, my wife, she worked at purchasing in Donna um, at the Donna ISD. And I was doing my construction or whatever, you know, middle, middle yeah. average, average people. Same thing for all my neighbors. Um, teachers, on the other hand, can buy more house. Not because they make more money, but because the lenders, Throw loans at them. Really? Dude. And my lender, any lender that you ask should tell you this. The teachers are guaranteed approved. Wow. Especially if they've been there for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. That they're stable. They have the set income. You know, they're going to pay their bills. Um, you know, most of the time they're married. And so it's a, it's a sure thing most of the time. Wow. So teachers can get more house, man, most of the time. Interesting. Most of the time, right? man. Yeah. 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 That's I don't good know insight. if they choose to or not. But yeah. I can tell you, if you're a teacher, you can get more house, man. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. <laughs> Call me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but so you know. But then you go, you get people that buy too much house. Then what? Yeah. And you're fucked because you bought too much house, and you don't ever want to be the half a million dollar house in the two hundred thousand dollar neighborhood because you will never get that half a million back. Yeah. Never do. Wow. Never. Huh. Interesting. And people will disagree. People are gonna fucking comment. Hey, guys, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. Trust me, dude. Yeah. You don't want to be. The nicest, biggest house on the block, especially if you've got shitty houses, you know, peppering the rest of the neighborhood. Yeah, that's interesting, too, because I, I never really realized it until I became a homeowner. It's like the, the property values of everything affect yeah, yours. Dude, it's a neighborhood. It's a community. Yeah. And so if you got a few bad apples, that'll spoil the bunch, dude. Huh. And, and again, like, you're like oh, I got a smoking deal on this house. I'm going to put 250 into it and make my dream house. Dude, Where? Okay, because if it's in a certain area, you're making a bad investment, bro. Yeah. Honestly. Well, I grew up in this neighborhood. <laughs> Build it within the means of the neighborhood. It's cool to be the nicest house, but not the nicest house by two or three times. Right. Because nobody that can afford a half a million dollar house is going to... Okay, and I don't want to say nobody, right? We're not going to generalize, but you're going to have a real hard time. Yeah. Because those people can go by in a gated neighborhood. Bro. True. Yeah. You know? So where, where are the nice spots right now that people are looking at? North McAllen, brother. North McAllen. North McAllen. But the historical, well, the historical district, right? Where Roosevelt's and all that is. Yeah. Those fucking houses. An old house from the 1920s, 800 square feet. You know, you can pick up for 200, 250, and then turn around and make it a really cute thing. Huh. You know, flip it. You know, people love that area. You know, it's a beautiful area. The Milam area. Yeah. Also. I've been I've been seeing a lot of uh, Airbnbs pop up pretty mm-hmm. much too. I go, t- I have touch one. on that. Well, I, I have one. I say I have one. My I, I we have a condo that I lived in when I was twenty. We bought it as an investment property. I lived there. Um, I had three of my kids while living in that place. I mean, I lived there a long time. I recently moved out a few years ago um, to get a house, and my sister took it over and she remodeled it, fucking beautifully, dude. Yeah. I'll send you pictures. It's gorgeous, man. It looks like a magazine, and she does have it booked. Um, you know, the margins aren't what like everybody used thinks. to be. Well, you know, I think, oh, you got an Airbnb and you get those videos, how this one Airbnb pays for my Range Rover. It's and not shit. the reality. It's not the reality, dude. Huh. I mean, you know, it's a lot of work. You got to clean up after these people. You got to stock it with toilet paper, paper towels, make sure that you do all the, their laundry and their towels when they leave and yeah. do the sheets. It's a lot of work. 
and she realized that real quick. She's still doing it though. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's still it's still cranking. So if you have a few of them and a, and a management company to do that and stuff, and you can afford you know that expense, it's a great investment. But we stayed at an Airbnb in in Fredericksburg over Thanksgiving break. 130 year old farmhouse. Yeah, badass. Dude. I think, dude. I think I stayed that one. It's it's like out with the little creek. No, there's a they're everywhere. And Fredericksburg is like 250 years old. So they're all the houses out there are old as shit, yeah. and they're cute, bro. Fucking cute. Sounds weird for me to say it's such a cute house. <laughs> Dude, it was awesome. We had such a great time. But, you know, we and you know, we don't have any of those things down here. Yeah. You know, our Airbnb is just a regular house that was built in 87 or whatever. <laughs> There's no charm to it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, up there, they're making a fucking killing. So what they did with that Airbnb up in Fredericksburg is they took the main farmhouse, okay, converted it into super cute Airbnb, four bedrooms, two baths. In the back, where they had some land, they built nine bungalows oh shit for other airbnbs huh. so dude's got 10 bungalows or well nine including the house i don't know dude he's gonna be making a shitload it's a little airbnb um, community he's not the only one there's two or three of them lined up right next to him so the communities are the new new airbnb yeah wow. and another one that we saw that was badass was an airstream huh. airbnb park that was near the peach house which is a cool little german place there in Fredericksburg, and it was a little cute little trailer park full of airstreams you know those chrome yeah, yeah, yeah. bubbly trailers that you uh -huh. can rent huh. right by a little lake interesting uh, yeah yeah airbnbs aren't going anywhere man yeah, i think yeah. the hotel <laughs> industry is getting fucked well it's it's interesting too because uh like we're, we're gonna go to mexico city pretty soon and we were like do we want to stay at airbnb or do we want to stay in a hotel and i, I chose a hotel because obviously it's just safer it's safer. more convenient and mexico like city that. for yeah, sure for dude. sure <laughs> i don't know the airbnb in mexico city dog <laughs> though some of them are nice I'm bro sure, Fuck. Bro. But, hey, mexico city is the biggest city in the world by yeah. far i think right? yeah yeah i've been there a couple of times dude. i remember when we we're filming the documentary with conquista ah. and i had all my gear in my bag and we we're I was filming. I just see eyeballs just looking at me, like my gear, like just been taken in a second. Stab, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Sorry, man, you're out of here. See you again, Never see you again, bro. Dude, I haven't been to Mexico City. My grandfather's from there. I went when I was like seven years old, and it's I still have. It. I still have visions. My mom took me to some cathedrals. Yeah. Um, I saw a bunch of nuns, and I was scared shitless of them because <laughs> I was in Catholic school at the time. Um, but yeah, I do have some good memories of Mexico City. Old dude. Yeah. Old, old, old city. You know, one of the oldest in the world. Yeah, yeah. You know? yep. And the history there is just, oof, there's another one. There's another wormhole. To jump For through. real, man. <laughs> yeah, shit, man. man. Well, before we finish out the podcast, uh, let everybody know what you brought, man. That we Absolutely, can... man. So I brought this. Thanks again, Pat, man. Pat Curry he hooked me up with these so I could show these off to you, man. We've got a Rolex Sky Dweller right here. This is one of my all-time favorite watches. It's a big old thick motherfucker. Look at it. It's pretty, man. It's a beautiful watch, man. 18 karat gold. It's got that beautiful blue dial. Um, this is one of the most sought-after Rolexes on the market today, man. You'd be lucky if you get one of these around 20 Gs. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. This is a great watch. Um, over here, the other one that he let me borrow is this, man. And and I've seen these around. I think Tony Soprano probably wore something a little <laughs> bit like this, man. That this watch is, suits you perfectly, right bro. <laughs> Dude, this is it right here, man. Flawless diamonds, solid 18 karat gold. No, standard, standard, standard. Um, you know, I can basically find any watch that you want. Like we explained earlier, you know, holler at me at Urban Executive on Facebook, Urban underscore Executive at uh, Instagram. Chris the Realtor, Chris the Contractor, <laughs> Chris the Motherfucker, I'll wash your car. <laughs> you know, we do everything around here. But, man, I appreciate the time, dude. Absolutely, this is awesome. Man, this I appreciate fun. it, dude. Yeah, dude. All right, so let everybody know where they can find you, Chris. Chris the uh, Realtor, Chris the Contractor, Urban Executive on Facebook, uh, Chris Pitchford on Facebook, Blue Checkmark, that's me. Instagram, uh, Urban underscore Executive. Holler, man. All right, guys, we'll see you next time on the session. Peace. All right. <laughs>